Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Picture this. You, your firearm, and the challenge of a lifetime as you embark on a quest to bag the big one. Now scratch that. The colossal 30-point buck. And you are the lucky hunter that harvests this legendary buck. But now what? Do you send it off to the processor after many photos that you took to brag about it to your friends? Well, why not process that deer yourself? I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Processing your own deer from that field to the table can be a rewarding and fulfilling experience for many hunters. Emily Eel, hunting and shooting sports program specialist for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, provide some tips on how you can do just that. I think a lot of people process their own meat just to continue that hunting experience from start to finish. So a lot of people find it really rewarding to be able to take an animal, be able to scout out, harvest an animal, and then take it all the way to the freezer and the table. So lots of people enjoy spending the time on it and dedication, and a lot of people find that it's really respectful for the animal if they do it themselves. A couple other benefits are a lot of the time it's more cost-effective if you're harvesting multiple deer during a year, and it can also be more time-effective. Um, so just depending on if you have the time to process it, you can get it back sooner possibly than taking it to a professional. So you coordinate and facilitate the DNR deer processing workshops. What kind of interest have you seen with those? So we started these workshops last year kind of as a pilot, and we saw a lot of interest, um, and they filled up. So we definitely wanted to continue those again this year. And I think as far as the interest and why it's really high, I think lots of people just don't have the experience of processing their own deer. The other things that we've been seeing are... I've heard just in calling around different processors and trying to schedule these with volunteers is that it seems like there's been a number of processors who have closed their doors. And so that drives more business to like a fewer number of professionals. So things get really busy. And every processor that I have talked to over the phone has said they don't have time to do anything except process deer, kind of late archery season, start the gun deer season, and then trying to catch up from that. So they have a ton of work to do. And again, it can be expensive to have multiple deer process. And there's a lot of benefits to doing it yourself. So the people who have been signing up, it's been really interesting. They have all different levels of hunting experience. So we get people who have been hunting their entire lives and maybe have processed their own deer and who are just looking for more tips and tricks. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we've gotten almost entire classes full of people who are novice hunters or who have never hunted before and want to start learning how to do that when they do have the opportunity from harvesting their own deer. And we've been seeing people drive, like every class, there's been a significant number of people who have driven from like two hours away, which I, I think it demonstrates the interest. As we all know, weather here can be quite different from day to day. And so <laughs> as a hunter, you might be getting a deer on a 
really cold day or it might be a really warm one, depending on that day of that hunting season. How does that impact what they do in order to make sure that the deer they harvest doesn't spoil? If you have a really warm day, you're going to want to make sure your meat is cooled down as soon as possible. So field dressing it as soon as you can is really helpful. And then if you need to, like packing ice into the body cavity can help cool the meat down quickly or um, packing ice around it and putting tarps over the deer if you have to travel with it for a while. You've got your deer, you're in the woods field dressing it. What's next? Hanging it up is always helpful in helping the meat cool down. So it's nice if you can get it hung up just in a, a reasonable amount of time. One thing you'll want to look out for is if you've maybe hit the deer a little bit far back, you'll just want to look for like any smelly type of things that got on the meat. And if if there is, then if you can rinse it out quickly enough, you can tend to save it. So what equipment is needed to be able to really process your meat at home? You can process the entire deer with like a four to six inch semi-stiff boning knife, but sometimes it's nice to have a loppers on hand um, just to take the lower legs off at the joints. And then if you are bagging the deer up for disposal, sometimes it's easier to cut things up a little bit and the loppers can be handy there. But otherwise, the basic things you'll need are a way to hang the deer up. So a gambrel and either a rope and pulley or um, at our deer processing workshops, we use a hitch hoist, which is just kind of like a winch that goes into the hitch of your vehicle. And you can do that right outside and you don't need like a garage to hang the deer up in if you don't have that tarps or cardboard underneath the deer uh, to catch anything is nice or some other sort of floor covering. Gloves are nice. Not everybody uses gloves when they process their deer, but there's no shame in it for you know any reason. You'll want to sharpen your knife before it's dull. So just like every so often, run it through the sharpener or run a steel across it. But otherwise, for packaging, there's kind of two or three different methods. You can wrap the meat and the cuts in saran wrap and then wrap it up in butcher paper. Um, you can even use gallon Ziploc bags. Uh, if you kind of take all the air out, that prevents freezer burn. Or we use a vacuum sealer and vacuum bags, and that really sucks all the air out um, and minimizes the risk of freezer burn for the meat. And now when it comes to the actual processing, is there anything that people should know when doing it themselves at home for safety or any cuts even that they should know to maybe get rid of? The biggest piece of advice I have is don't be afraid to practice and just cut up the deer and get it packaged because the more you do it, the more you'll be able to see how the deer comes apart. But the general overview that we give is that before you hang up the deer, you're going to want to remove the lower legs at the knee joint. And then you'll hang the deer up by placing the arms of the gambrel between the Achilles tendon and the bone. So there's a pretty prominent tendon on the back leg that you make. It's like a tendon, basically skin, and then bone. And you'll cut the skin between the tendon and the bone and hang the deer up from there. And if you cut that tendon then there's almost no way that you can hang the deer unless you turn it around and hang it from the kind of the head down. So we recommend hanging it bottom down with the gambrel between the Achilles tendon and the bone. 
then you'll take the skin off the deer. One recommendation I have there is try not to cut across the hair with your knife because that really dulls the blade. But you can make like a couple cuts up the inside of the leg and skin from the inside of the deer sort of outside and peel the skin off that way. That really saves your knife. You'll cut the tail off at the joint and then you'll skin the deer all the way down to the base of the skull or the neck. And you can either cut the head off kind of at the joint of the atlas and the axis, so right where the head meets the neck bones. Or if you want to CWD test your deer, you'll leave about five inches of the neck and cut the head off further down the neck. After you've got the skin and the head off, you'll take a look for the tenderloins and the back strap. So the tenderloins are located inside the body cavity, right up against the spine, sort of in the, the loin area. And then the back straps are against the spine on the back of the deer. After you've got those out, you can remove the shoulders and the hindquarters. So basically, that's just sort of getting them off however you can. So once you've got those off, you can trim them up. And the shoulders, there's really not a ton of specific cuts in there. So it's really just like taking the meat off as you can. And a lot of that can go into the grind pile. For the hindquarters, there's three big muscle groups. So there's the top round, the bottom round, and the football roast. Those are the main cuts that you would get. And it's a, it's a significant part of the hindquarters. So most people package those up whole or cut them into little steaks or chops. Once you've got the hindquarters and the shoulders trimmed up, you can sort of trim up the rest of the deer. So that could be any of the meat on the flank, neck, and rib. But a lot of the time, people use the meat that they get from those areas for grinding. What tips or regulations should people know when it comes to packaging? I think the main thing is that you'll want to limit the amount of air touching the meat. So you can wrap it in butcher paper, and a really good way to get the air out is to wrap it tightly in saran wrap first. Same thing with Ziploc bags or vacuum sealers. It's sort of the same concept that you want to get as much of the air out of there as you can. And then is there anything else that people should know as we're going to be moving right into gun season here in the next week. I would just encourage people to try processing their own deer. I think one of the big things that come out of our workshops is that there's a thousand ways to process a deer and everybody does it a little bit differently. And just the more practice you get, the easier it becomes. Another thing I would mention is that if you start out processing your deer and you get the skin off and find that, you know, that took you a really long time or you get the quarters off, you can still take those to a processor to have it finished. And then the other thing I would mention is that there are CWD testing kiosks and carcass disposal sites throughout the state. CWD testing is super easy. All you have to do is cut the head of the deer off with about like four or five inches of neck and then you can take it to one of these kiosks, double bag it, fill out a data sheet, and then the DNR staff comes and picks it up and does all that testing, and you can look the results up online. The other thing I would mention is carcass disposal. 
So disposing of deer parts on public property is not legal. So we recommend either taking your parts back to the private property. Um, If you have permission from the landowner, you can bury it where you harvested the animal. Or there's also carcass disposal dumpsters that we offer around the state. That was Emily Eel, hunting and shooting sports program specialist for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources along with us. As the 2023 gun deer hunt season kicks off on Saturday the 18th, be sure to be safe out there and use these helpful processing tips as you bag that 30-pointer. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.